Hello and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope everyone's having an absolutely terrific day today. And things have very much so heated up all around the country as, again, we have this left-right divide, as many have seen now with the incident with Kyle Rittenhouse in uh, basically that's happened over here in Kennesaw and Wisconsin. I talked to you guys about it yesterday, and I've been doing more research on it, and this whole thing now is turned into a giant fiasco from now they're trying to charge him. Well, they're not trying. They have now charged him with first-degree murder. Now, the reason why they're doing this, I talked to a buddy of mine yesterday about here, is they're doing the best they can to make sure they demonize they push down and they pretty much squash any type of defensive measures against these terrorist groups that are going on. Everybody's seen now part of the video with him as far as where he shot the individuals. Two of them died. One of them was injured. Um, now pretty much found out, and I've done more research from multiple sources, and every single individual he shot was a felon. Now, that doesn't mean anything as far as you know the aspect of the fact is these guys are all, in some cases, violent offenders in these areas, registered felons, one of them being a sexual predator, basically registered with a sex crime, one of the ones that had the handgun that pointed it at Kyle before he shot him in the arm, basically was also a felon in possession of a firearm at the time. And what's crazy about this now is this whole situation, not only is this, this kid, I mean, he's never going to be the same after this for the rest of his life. Now he's got to try to fight legal battles. Now he set up a GoFundMe, and almost immediately after it was posted up, GoFundMe grenaded the whole thing, pulled it down, campaign not found. Ironically, at the same time, you have GoFundMe pages for Black Lives Matter terrorists who were arrested in Portland who have accumulated over $1.3 million in donations for bail money after they have also been arrested on criminal charges. So it's interesting to see how we have this playing out now. And this is, and I've warned everybody about this. <laughs> Remember, I've said this for months. As soon as the first Patriot fires a shot, and whether it's defensive measures, whether it's offensive, whether or not it matters on how it happened, they are going to do everything they can with 24-7 media coverage to demonize anybody who's defending their life or their property against these terrorists because that's what you do in a communist revolution and you control the media. And so very interesting to see. We'll keep following up on everything that happened with this. But um, just sad to see that we've reached a point now to where law abiding citizens are having to defend their property and their lives and are now basically being arrested on first degree murder charges. Uh, very interesting to see this now, Dad, in this country. I was watching the videos of Wisconsin and around the country, and I felt like I was watching videos of Mogadishu. The only thing you don't have are rubble buildings from bombings around them when they're shooting. It's like they're in a third world hellhole. Oh, that's right. That's what they want to do to the country and to the United States. They want to turn it into a third world hellhole. This kid was 17 years old, and I'll give him credit. He was well trained with his AR-15. He really was. He did a great job with it. I mean, he had it slung properly. He's able to control it. He was able to do everything he needed to do with it, defend his own life. And you know, the sad part about it is this. 
you know, why in the world was he 17 years old out on the street with an AR-15 when the police weren't doing their job? Now, I'm going to be very blunt about this today. You know, where was the National Guard? Where were the police? They'd already abandoned everything. They'd already run away. They'd like, we're getting out of here. This is nuts. You know, why wasn't law enforcement present? Why were this, why was there anarchy on the streets? And why he's out there defending his country and defending his city, he basically is now being charged with first degree murder. You know, it was interesting. Zach, one of our listeners, he wrote me a letter today that's it's really good. And he said, um, I am part of a nation patriot group, but I'm more closely a part of the group here in, I'm not going to tell you where he is. I was recently vetted and accepted into the group. There are a great deal of Christian patriots in this group, but I have been exposed to more heathens than Christians, and that's much to my surprise. These guys are chomping at the bit for protests and riots to come to our state so they can go and attack. What these guys fail to realize is that if you riot, loot, and shoot in the name of BLM, you walk free. You show up with an AR-15 and you shoot in self-defense. Kiss your wife one last time because you will get life in prison. This is Trump's America. And, you know, that's all true. Donald Trump is the president right now. We can't blame this on Biden. We can't blame this on Obama. We can't blame this on anybody but Trump. Because Trump's allowed this to happen with his lack of leadership. And people say, well, he can't do this and he can't do that and he can't do this and he can't do that. He sure seems to be able to do a whole lot of stuff he's not supposed to be able to do whenever it suits him. Like, you know, give away a big chunk of Palestine to Israel by executive order. Who in the world gave him that authority? Oh, that's that would be the Rothschild banking cartel. Oh, that's right. They're the ones who own our Federal Reserve. Oh, that's right. They're the ones who control our money supply. And oh, yeah, they're the ones who control the United States through the Exchange Stability Fund set up in 1934 and run the U.S. Treasury. Oh, that Rothschild banking cartel, yeah. Oh, that's right. They're also the ones that gave him billions of dollars in 1989 to pay off his debt and get him out of bankruptcy again. Yeah. That, that Donald Trump is supposed to be a billionaire, not on paper, not at all, guarantee it. That's why they don't want his tax returns going in. And he's like Jeffrey Epstein. This is another Rothschild cutouts. all he is. They funded him completely. Probably every asset he owns is finance is owned through the Rothschild banking cartels. And so he's beholden to them, along with his Kabbalist daughter and his Kabbalist son-in-law. Now, I'm going to say something. we got 17-year-olds all on the street now. Why would they do that? Well... Let me give you a little upgrade. You know, they bring the guys into the Army at 17 and 18, too. And they train them in basic camp. They train them in basic fighting. They train them basically go in and attack a pillbox or a, an outpost or whatever they need to attack when they're 18, 19 years old. They learn them and teach them how to obey orders. And there's a lot of reasoning for that. You know, human males don't really reach concrete, rational thought until about the age of 23 to 24 to 25. And quite frankly, a lot of them don't do it. Because when you smoke a lot of dope when you're young... No offense to guys who smoked a ton of pot when they were young. Your brain has a tendency of arrested development. It doesn't want to produce enough neurons and dendrites to allow yourself concrete, rational thought. And you start and still act like you're 14, 15, 16 years old whenever you started smoking the dope. Kind of like Donald Trump. He's a heavy pot smoker when he was young. Real messed up kid. And now all of a sudden, here he is, 70 some odd years old, and he still acts like he's 12 years old, writing nasty little tweets on the playground, you know, being a bully. I mean, can't make this stuff up. Here's the problem. We've got another group of people, you know, who've reached concrete rational thought. They're from like 30 years of age. They're married. They've got kids. That's about 65 to retirement. 
and they've got mortgages. They've got house payments. They've got business deals they've got to do. They've got car payments. They've got insurance payments. They've got to keep the payments paid so people don't come and take their stuff and they get evicted and they lose their homes and their children don't have a place to live. Now these people, these 30 to 65 year old men, they're in a situation where they really can't afford to get arrested, just like Zach said, because you're going to kiss your wife goodbye, kiss your children goodbye, and now you're going to go directly to prison. You're not going to pass go. You're not going to collect $200. You're going directly to prison. Now, you think Donald Trump will basically pardon any of these people for defending their own cities or territories? Probably not. He doesn't want to be involved in it. But the reality is, like Austin said, same thing we saw with Zimmerman over here with Travon Martin. It completely changed Zimmerman's life forever. If you start killing people, it's a whole different level. Again, that's why they like to train this 17- and 18-year-old young men who have no fear of death pretty much at that age. They think they can do anything by so much testosterone flowing through their veins that they can do whatever they want to need to do. And again, I must have said this earlier. The guy was very well trained with his weapon. He knew how to handle it. He had it slung properly. When he went down on his back, he still maintained control of the weapon. He was able to shoot these guys and, and kill two of them, and who, who basically were convicted felons. But let me ask you guys a question. These are thugs on the streets. These are thugs. What happens when George Soros hires mercenaries? What happens when he hires mercenaries who are trained professional soldiers to come into the United States who are dressed like civilians? It won't be like this. It'll be a whole lot different. This is what they did in Russia. They hired trained mercenaries to pose as civilians, to go after the czar and his troops and his families. And the czar guys never saw, never saw it coming. They got just wiped out by this stuff. And this is what we have here in America now. It's coming to us via the Frankfurt School, via almost a 100 years now of social indoctrination, making these people believe that the United States as a republic needs to fall so they can have your stuff and my stuff and Austin's stuff and everybody's listening stuff. Well, when these 30 to 65-year-olds figure out that their stuff is pretty much mute and that they're going to lose their stuff no matter what, and they have nothing else to try to maintain, uh, they're going to pick up the AR-15s too with the 100 million weapons we have in this country, more so hundreds hundreds of millions of weapons, billions of rounds of ammo, and they're going to start defending their neighborhoods because they figure, what the heck, i got nothing else to lose. Years ago, there's a neighborhood here close to us, and it's a real nice neighborhood, and a bunch of the people got into a big argument over, over an easement, and, I mean, this thing blew up. I mean, the police were called over and over and over again. Finally, one of the cops said to one of the residents, they said, the only reason that you guys haven't killed somebody here is you all have too much to lose. So he said, that's the problem, and here comes the rub. When you no longer have anything to lose, when the only thing left is to fight for you and your family, when the only thing is left is basically to, to basically lick the boot, you start to realize that, it doesn't make any difference anymore. Then you realize you have to fight for freedom or you're going to die in fear. Repeat that. You're either going to fight for freedom or you're going to die in fear. And this is where they're pushing the United States of America. I had a talk show host contact me this morning. He's in his mid-80s, very mentally acute. I've been on a show many times. And he goes, I fear that we'll never see the United States of America that we knew as children again. Well, that's been gone a long, long time ago when they took prayer out of the schools back in the 60s 
and they then they decided to go ahead and start killing babies to Moloch in Baal and to Asherah and their Kabbalah mess that they do as far as their feeding the demons. And they did that in 73. And I always, I always remember that because that's the year I graduated from high school. And it's always the year that I think just the United States went into a hellish hole of human sacrifice completely and totally sanctioned by the federal government, I mean, in the Supreme Court. So here we find ourselves in an America that reeks of communist revolution, communist Kabbalist revolution, and we wonder what happened to Norman Rockwell's America. He used to write all, do all the articles and all the covers on the Saturday Evening Post, and he depict all of these scenes as far as, you know, people just loving God and loving America and having the work ethic to work together and to do what was right. And now we've lost Norman Rockwell America. And, you know, that's one of the things I remember when Ronald Reagan was president. They were interviewing someone, and they said, look, he brought back Norman Rockwell's America. He made us feel good about being Americans again. He brought unity together. He brought the Democratic Party together and the Republican Party together. And, yes, he did some bad things. I have to say that about Reagan. The thing with the Iran-Contra, that mess with the vaccines, the stuff with the automatic weapons. He made some bad mistakes. But remember, they kept him medicated for eight years. And they'd, they'd dust him off and bring him out, and he'd speak and bring unity to the country. That's not Donald Trump, guys. Donald Trump is a change agent. He's a chaos president. Him and his 12-year-old tweets. Well, little Susie stole the vase, and I'm going to say something bad about her on Twitter. I mean, it's ridiculous what we have to listen to from a president. I mean, it's ridiculous. But it's what we have right now. We have basically a Kabbalist-run government, completely and totally corrupt with its 60 or 70 dual Israeli politicians, that probably are all Kabbalists running the United States any which way they want. And here we have found ourselves right in the process of going into civil war. Guys, I'm going to warn you again. This is August, almost the end of August, almost September. October, November is when these guys are really going to pull out all of the stuff they want to do to try to overthrow the government. And we've got to stay firm in the middle of all of this. Austin and I are so blessed that we have a super conservative sheriff, Grady Judd, who tells us if someone comes into our home to shoot them, uninvited to cause harm. Tells us that. The other day, interesting last weekend, we had four people go out. One of them wasn't drinking, two guys, two girls. One of them was a designated driver. They come home. The guy, basically, who was drunk, had his girlfriend with him. They stopped at his house, their friend's house. He was a known wife abuser, a beater of women, and, and basically domestic abuse charges over and over again. And apparently he got aggressive, and his girlfriend said, I'm just going to stay here with this other woman. I'm not going home with you. So they drove away, he and the two guys. They, he, he made the other guy turn around and come back. So now he's back at the house. He beats on the front door and says, I demand that you come with me. She, nobody answered. If you don't come with me, I'm going to break the door down. I'm going to break into the window. I'm coming into the house. And he went out of the car and got a tire iron. And he broke one of the windows out to get into the house, screaming and uttering profanities. And the woman who owns the house, she had straight, straight killed him, shot him in the head and killed him. And Grady Judd got on TV and said, hey, this is Polk County. 
You don't break into other people's homes here to go do bodily harm. No charges will be filed against this woman. She defended herself and defended her home. That's what we need all over the United States are sheriffs who will do what's right. What do you think, Austin? No, that's that's exactly right. And I mean, everybody needs to be vocal about what happened as far as with Kyle right now. I mean, they put it this way. The situation was so clear when law enforcement arrived on the scene, they did not even arrest him or take his firearm. They allowed him to leave the scene armed still and basically thanked him for having his back and the law enforcement's back. The kid's a volunteer firefighter. There's numerous footage of him for weeks up of this as far as helping to clean up the mess from what the rioters have been doing. All this stuff has been going on, but again, remember, it doesn't fit the narrative. And the first person that he shot, like I told you guys before, the Joseph Rosenbaum, he's a 36-year-old sex offender, registered sex offender felon online. You pull it up. The other man that he shot and killed basically repeatedly beat him with a skateboard before he fired upon him. And the third one who he shot in the arm had a firearm in his hand, had a pistol, who was also a felon. So look at what's really going on here. This has to go vocal. It's funny how you'll see some individuals, even people on the right, they'll get so irate and mad when, you know, a registered felon gets shot by law enforcement for running back to his vehicle after they tell him to put his hands in the air because he has a warrant out for his arrest and he gets shot. And they're sitting there going, oh, this shouldn't happen. Now, Grant, I'm not saying loss of life is ever okay. It's sad almost all the time. But what's crazy about this is then you have another individual who literally is trying to do the best he can to protect his community, and it's first-degree murder. Now, they're doing that because they're going to try to plea bargain it down. They know first-degree murder is never going to stick. How in the world can you basically say that it was premeditated murder for a specific individual when you have rioters show up and you're basically there to defend yourself? There's not even a justification for first-degree murder. They'll probably drop it down to manslaughter, and they'll try to plea bargain it out. So I encourage everybody, if you know this kid, if you're up in these states, I don't know how funding works because GoFundMe already basically canceled out. But if you know this kid or you're around this kid, I would highly suggest you basically try to help him out the best you can, especially with an attorney, because he's going to need an attorney on this, because they're going to try to bury him under the jail to try to make an example of why you are not allowed to defend yourself under any circumstances. And that is the communist mantra. Also, too, in other news, be praying for everybody in uh, East Texas and Louisiana. If anybody has seen now, we've been talking about the last couple of days, they got hit with a massive uh, things like uh, ended up being a Category Four when it hit, Category Three when it hit. 150 mile an hour winds, 20 foot storm surge, 20 foot storm surge. Storm surge. They're saying it has now over 500,000 people without power. Um, again, multiple incidences over and over and over and over again. I mean, we're still dealing with this whole fake COVID pandemic going on right now. And I was talking to a couple of my friends last night. We're in the gym, and I said, "Isn't it ironic?" that literally every single day, all day long, all they want to talk about is this made-up pandemic about a virus that is pretty much everybody's already figured out now. It's a moderate virus. If you are healthy and you take your supplements and you exercise, even if you're older, you pretty much can work right through this. I've had literally dozens of friends now who have 
have tested positive for it, told me it was not much more than a normal head cold. Now, you have other people that may have serious autoimmune disorders, cancer, diabetes, other serious health problems. They're already in trouble from a health standpoint, and they catch this stuff, and it's basically the final nail that you know pretty much checks them out when honestly they probably would not have had much longer of a lifespan anyways with the medications and treatments they were on to already treat the other health problems so what you have to say about this and this is why i brought it repeatedly we have you know 170 180,000 allegedly dead which those numbers in my opinion i have yet to find one report from somebody that actually died just from COVID being a healthy individual. I have not found one, not one. There's always some type of underlying issue. And people say, oh no, I, I know somebody that died. My sister's brother's daughter went in the hospital and she was healthy and she got it. So she got COVID virus actually killed her. There was nothing else going on with her. No other health conditions, no pneumonia, nothing. The virus actually dropped her dead. Well, I, I don't know about everything. I know she was having some issues with lupus or something. Okay, just stop talking then. Because I have yet to find it. And if somebody can prove me wrong, actually know somebody specifically firsthand, I'll shut my mouth about it. But I have yet. I've thrown that out there to many people. Nobody's been able to find it. This is what we're seeing right now, yet we have over seven hundred to 800,000 children every single year in the United States go missing. Why isn't, why isn't that brought up? Why isn't that topic brought up? Why doesn't the media say one thing about that? Why are they so eerily silent every single time it comes to child sex trafficking? Sixty to 70,000 children every single year go missing. Now, some are recovered. Some are found dead. Some are never to be seen again. So what do they do? They just disappear in thin air. Just 70,000 children a month disappear into thin air in the United States. Nobody finds out what happened to them. Nobody can figure it out. I don't know. We don't know. This is what's going on on a regular basis. And yet nobody wants to talk about it. I had a friend of mine. He's actually a retired sheriff. Retired for years now. He gets supplements from me time and time again. I helped him out with some nutrition stuff. And he had a 17-year-old daughter. She's uh, 19 or 20 now. She's basically uh, in college doing, doing really well. And this was sad. He was telling me about it the other day. She was 17 years old. She was having a bunch of, you know, argumentative fights with her parents, her, his, his, him and his wife. And so she went to live with her uh, grandparents, okay? 17 years old, goes to live with her grandparents. And all of a sudden, they get a phone call. She's gone. She's disappeared. She ran off with a bunch of friends and never came home. That's what her grandparents tell them. So they're trying to find her. They can't find her. Her phone's turned off. They're basically notified law enforcement. He's retired law enforcement at the time, so he knows a lot of contacts. So they're trying to monitor her phone. And uh, all of a sudden, pops back on. Tracking, Apple, Google, find out right where you're at. They find her all the way basically in East Florida. She was on Tampa basically with her grandparents. She was in East Florida, basically on the east side of Orlando. They find her number. They basically get law enforcement involved and she's at a house with a 38-year-old man. Now she's 17 at the time when this happened, but nothing, they couldn't prove anything they didn't know what was going on. So they basically do a wellness check. They bake her actor because she's acting like a lunatic. I forgot what act he also put under. So they basically, um, blood tester said she tested positive for every single drug except heroin 17 year old girl, 17 year old girl and so they get her in treatment they get her in rehab she comes out and he said the whole time he basically is you know she's in rehab her dad you know my friend he has her phone and so he said this guy is constantly hitting up on snapchat 
this 30-year-old guy, and he notifies law enforcement again, and they said they've opened up a pending case into it. He said because there is no actual report of abuse, there is no significant signs, or she not said anything, it's very difficult because it's not illegal for a 17-year-old to be inside an 18 or 30-year-old, 38-year-old's house, and they did not find any drugs at the scene of the current house she was in. So it was a real loophole he found himself in. Well, so he basically ended up uh, texting this guy back on Snapchat. Said, hey, I'm out of rehab. Proposed as his daughter. And um, ended up finding the guy out in Tampa. I'm not going to tell you the rest of the story just because there's no reason. But to put it this way, the guy never contacted his daughter again, and he would think twice about ever contacting somebody again. I'm just going to leave it at that. And here's the issue we run into. This is just a singular incident on a very regular occurrence all across the country every single day, but yet not a single word from, from mainstream media. They want to try to fear us, scare us through fear with the COVID. And the reason why, I saw an article about this the other day, and it was actually very well said. It said, COVID, the law of war, it is now a crime against humanity in a new world order era. This is what COVID has turned in now. It is a military operation. I said this from the very beginning. When all of a sudden Trump handed over the COVID task to the DOD <laughs> and basically said, hey, uh, you guys can handle this now. This is a war. This is a full-blown war tactic being used in the United States. And that's why we have all these different things falling in dominoes right now. And I said this for years. I said, yeah, everybody needs to get ready. And you guys remember this from your old shows. I said, everybody needs to get ready, because once this starts, it's not ever going to be a singular event. It's not even going to be a little event here and there. It's going to be a multifaceted event, back to back to back to back to back to back to back. And that's exactly what we're seeing now. You're seeing all these issues continually going on in the Middle East. As Dad said yesterday, the absolute poster child for shadiness Kushner, Trump's son-in-law, which still nobody's been able to justify why that man has been given so much power. His epic peace deal with Israel and the United Emirates, allegedly they tried to talk about, as Dad said yesterday, now basically they found out in the peace deal, Kushner is selling the United Emirates dozens of F-35 fighter jets, because of course it's the keep the peace. So what really is happening here all across the scenes? What is really actually being done behind our backs? Now we're blessed to see actually the Center for Disease Control has now been turned in and had multiple ethics complaints alleged them against multiple federal agencies, including a huge group of scientists now, the group calling itself CDC Scientists Preserving Integrity, Diligence, and Ethics in Research. And they basically now have mounted up research in recent months amidst disclosure of cozy corporate alliances. The new group of a dozen senior scientists have report, reportedly lodged ethics complaints against the CDC for being influenced by corporate and political interests in a way that shortchanges the American taxpayers' safety and health and financial stability. So again, this is being shown just on a tiny scale that we know for a fact the CDC is completely and totally corrupt. I mean, how do you have individuals like Gutlieb who are head of pharmaceutical companies join the FDA and are now head of the FDA and then retire and go back to be the head of another, basically, pharmaceutical company? I mean, you can't make these conflicts of interest up. And that's why we're seeing what we have in this country now, because the corporate control through the international bankers that control almost all of these alphabet agencies in this country. And now you see this money that's being given out, the CARES Act, the 
hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars that was literally just handed out to states like candy, like a doggone Pez dispenser. These cities and these counties and these states don't know what to do with all the money. So now they're using it to push their communist agenda. The state of Oregon has now been the first state in the United States now to essentially give reparations. Now, they're not calling it reparations. They have now opened up applications for COVID relief grants specifically for the black community only. The Oregon CARES Fund that just opened up is a $62 million fund that was taken from the Federal CARES Act, and they said is it intended only for black individuals and black-owned businesses. They said is a target investment in the black community for the CARES Act Coronavirus Relief Fund. And basically it is there to give out grants to help out black residences of Oregon in the face of COVID-19. Now, I don't have a bit of problem with this money going back to people of the state. I'll be first one to say that right now. You take $2.2 billion and you try to figure out how to spend it all. It takes a while. So now they've said, okay, you know, we're going to start giving it to states to do this and that. Here's the problem that I have. This is a blatantly racist CARE Act that they're putting out there. They're taking federal money that is being backed by taxpayer funds, and they're giving it to only a specific minority and race of the population for the sole purpose to keep them funded and keep them going during all this right now. They're acting like black businesses are the only businesses that have had issues during COVID. Everybody's been affected by this illegal and unconstitutional government shutdown. This is why the main tactic of what they did was the lockdown, confinement, and closing down of the United States and pretty much the global economy. Neither the lockdown nor the closing down of the national economy constituted a solution to the public health crisis whatsoever. Yet it has triggered an unbelievable collapse in our economy. And what they've done now, they've artificially fabricated and taken $4 trillion as the Fed guaranteed to prop up and do bond and stock buybacks, and they've made exactly the economy right. look like it's doing fantastic right now by propping up the stock market almost back up to an all-time high while we have literally, what, 42 million new people added to unemployment rolls. But everything's great. Everything's dandy. Everything's going fantastic. This is the illusion they put in front of you. Do your own research, my friends. Look this stuff up and realize what is being done to us behind the scenes. And it is time now. We start getting very vocal and taking a stand. Kyle is now going to have to fight this probably the rest of his life. Not only the legal aspects, which you probably have dropped, but he's going to have to deal with the fact that he, you know, he killed multiple people. Even if it was in self-defense, he's going to have to deal with that. But, man... He went out there and did the best he could. Whether he was right or wrong, and people are saying, it shows you that we still have a patriot community that's ready to stand their ground. Let him be an example to everybody that we need to protect and serve our country, especially when nobody else will do so. Because if we don't stand up for it, we will no longer have a constitutional republic in the next few years. It will be a burning pile of rubble, like Dad said. It will be a full-blown war zone if we don't stand our ground. And even if it all goes to crap and it all goes chaotic, at least we will know that we 100% gave it our all and did the best we could to try to maintain a constitutional republic that we were so privileged to be born into in this country. That's my stance on that, Dan. You know, Austin, privileged to be born into. Privileged. You know, you see it with young kids and teenagers. You see the fact that if you raise them right, sometimes they go sideways. 
and sometimes they don't realize what they've got. You see it with this young girl, this 17-year-old who took off and is on every drug but heroin, raised with a good family. And you say, why in the world do some kids, even when they're raised right, go sideways? It goes back, back to the old freedom of choice. Everybody's got to make a decision on what they want. And we're born into this country. We're blessed. And that means every black person, every white person, every Hispanic person, every person ever born here who's living here, they need to realize that they've been blessed to be born in or living in a constitutional republic. And yes. that's the problem that we have with, 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 with special interest groups and with giving people money for doing nothing. They never appreciate the fact of what they have and what they can earn and what they can do with their lives. It's all about having another handout, more free stuff, more free stuff, more free stuff, more free stuff. And then pretty soon they don't get any more free stuff because the country goes broke. Now they want your stuff because they're so used to getting free stuff. Hence, they want to start rioting as a form of reparations to go loot everybody's businesses and homes so they can take stuff they want because they're entitled to it because they basically have been getting free stuff their entire life. And they never learn to appreciate the fact that they were born into a constitutional republic. You know, the Bible talks about the prodigal son experiment, not experiment, experience, in which the young man basically was raised in splendor and excess, and he decides he wants his money from his dad as an inheritance as a young guy, probably teenager, probably 20 years old, 21 years old. That's safe specifically what his age was. And he goes out and lives it. Spends it with riotous living and a bunch of whores. Gets drunk, finds himself in a pig pen out of money, eating pig slop. And realizes that he needs to go home and let God lead him, ask forgiveness of his father, and try to figure out how to put his life back together again. And it's sad to me that so many people in the United States have to have a prodigal son experience or they want to destroy what God gave them, what they have, until they find themselves in a pig pen and they turn the entire country into a pig pen and they look back and they say, why did I do this? Now I'm living in Mogadishu. It used to be done as Wisconsin. All hell's broken loose and I did it. I caused it. Our people did it. But yet they don't see it that way. They're so angry over slavery that happened hundreds of years ago. I mean, everybody living, there's nobody living today in the United States that has basically, unless they're one of the weirdo groups that has a slave, okay? They don't have slaves here anymore. We have slaves around the world, but they don't protest those places. They want to protest the United States because they want more free stuff. Austin said the international bankers are involved in this at the deepest levels. He's absolutely right. What we've done in the country, we've voted in people into office who basically are compromised, either with sexual crimes or basically other weirdo stuff and they've turned around and they've manip been manipulated by these lobbying groups and by these people who are blackmailing them so they're compromised they've turned around and given over their allegiance to the military industrial complex through military contracts etc cetera, etc cetera, who've turned around and given over their allegiance to the CIA which is another alphabet agency that works directly with MI6 and Mossad who are controlled directly by the international banking communities who pretty much own all the major stocks of the New York Stock Exchange. And the few they didn't own completely, they pretty much bought the trillions and trillions of dollars the last six, eight months to buy the rest of it. That's why the markets are so high. So now the international bankers pretty much own the world. And now those guys give their allegiance to 
the wizards and the warlocks and the witches and the Kabbalists, which is what this is all based in, who then give their allegiance over to Lucifer through interdimensional entities and human sacrifice and now to streamline that whole thing, they're tying themselves together into a D-Wave computer to go into a direct interface with Lucifer to allow him to come omnipresent. Now, I cover that stuff on a semi-regular basis. Why? For the new listeners. Because they need to understand how the pyramid works. And they need to understand the very top of that pyramid is this big old eye. Oh, you don't believe that, huh? Why don't you look on the back of your dollar bill and why don't you check it out yourself? And that big, big old dollar bill with that big old eye looking at you on that pyramid... That symbolizes all the Egyptian mythology and gods of the ancient Egyptians, which is tied together with the Canaanite gods and the Moloch and Asher and all the rest of those clowns, together in the Kabbalah. And that big all-seeing eye at the top, that represents Einsoff, the giant one-eyed snake. Yeah, that's right. It's still the back of your dollar bill, just in case you want to look at it. And this is the group that runs the planet. If you don't think so, do they have that kind of power? Uh, why is there a one-eyed snake God on the top of a pyramid on the back of our dollar bill. Just thought I'd mention that in passing. It's interesting enough to me, they had a lady who was scheduled to speak at the RNC convention. Notice we don't really talk much about that. And she was canceled after she started talking about a Zionist plot to enslave the world through the international banking cartels. Yeah, she tweeted that out. One of the speakers for the second night of the public convention was pulled. In the program after the Daily Beast surfaced a tweet from her earlier in the day urging her followers to investigate this Zionist plot to enslave the world. And I would add in there the synagogue of Satan. And she said in her little things, her little tweet, she says, do yourself a favor and read this thread. Marianne Mendoza, who's a member of the Trump campaign's advisory board, tweeted to more than 40,000 followers on Tuesday morning. So she got yoked. <laughs> Why did she get yoked? Well, because she had the audacity to tell you guys and tell her followers who was really running the world of the planet, and they couldn't have her doing that and then speaking at the RNC and giving her credibility. Always remember, and you can learn this yourself, and you'll see it yourself. Find out who you can't criticize, and you're going to find out who rules you. Yeah, just, 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 just check that out. Find out who you can't criticize, and you'll find out who has control over you. And they'll continue to exercise that control as long as you allow them to do that. Oh, by the way, Disney now. Disney. Perverted Disney has confirmed that the character in their new cartoon, which is about witchcraft, is bisexual. I'll repeat that. Disney confirms character in cartoon about witchcraft is bisexual. And I should say that witchcraft, we should say Kabbalah there because that's exactly what that is. We need to understand that that's what witchcraft is. It's all based in Kabbalah. Another interesting story. A teacher's now complaining that virtual classrooms will allow parents to witness brainwashing. What? Matthew Harray, a leftist teacher, communist, and author of Not Light But Fire, How to Lead a Meaningful Race Conversation in the Classroom, complained that the virtual classrooms as a result of coronavirus will allow parents to witness the communist indoctrination their child is receiving, and that is a bad thing, according to Kay having parents over here politically correct, self-hating, anti-American propaganda that their children are being subjected to means that it might be challenged.
Guys, I cannot tell you how many times when I was at Florida State University for all of those years, way back in the 70s and in the early 80s, that I stood against what a professor would say. And sometimes it was pretty intense. Because, you know, there's certain things that we can't allow professors to say. We have to argue with them. problem is when you go against them and you stand against them, they turn right back around and they give you a bad grade. Or they turn you over to the dean. Or they now they put you on a hate crime list or whatever. Guys, try to keep your kids in Christian school schools if you can. And speaking of Christian schools, Liberty University, I am so disgusted with that place. They gave Jerry Falwell Jr. And remember, I told you this on Monday, Tuesday. I told you, I said he's working his way through a golden parachute. That's why he hasn't resigned yet. $10,500,000 golden parachute for that slime bucket, who now is allegedly and was allegedly bringing girls out to his farm having them expose themselves naked and showing the pictures to people. I mean, I'm talking students from Liberty University. And now another pool boy has come forward and and basically saying that the other pool boy needs to tell the truth about Jerry and the other pool boy, the gay, friendly hostel they own. Yeah, I already called that out the other day, too. And, you know, this is so nauseating to me that this guy got $10,500,000 from a Christian university and they basically wished him well on his way out. I mean, unbelievable. I mean, you can't even make this stuff up. Whoever wished him well and whoever agreed to the $10 million, they also need to be terminated. This guy should have been fired for moral turpitude. You know, it's funny. You know, I'm a best-selling author. You guys know that. And years ago, I had a contract. This was, gosh, it was 20 years ago with a book you know, a publisher. And in the contract, there was a moral turpitude clause. And it meant basically that in the event that I did something really bad, that I couldn't get any more royalties from them. And they were going to discontinue my relationship with them. It's called the moral, moral turpitude clause. So you're telling me now that Jerry Falwell didn't have a moral turpitude clause in his contract with Liberty University in case he want to show naked pictures of co-eds that have pool boys in a homosexual hostel yeah, whatever, man. How sick can this get? So I'm, I'm, I just hope this guy gets out of the news. I don't have to talk about him anymore. The guy nauseates me. And by the way, Australia authorities are now making a new rule for COVID-19, allowing the removal of children from parents. Authorities in Australia have given themselves the power to have police remove children from the custody of their parents to a hospital or quarantine facility in order to ensure compliance with coronavirus rules. Authorities in Melbourne announced that they would be using surveillance drones. Drones? I mean, flying around your house looking in your windows to catch people who don't wear masks and to keep track of cars that travel further than five kilometers from home? I, I, I mean, police have also been given the power to enter people's homes without a warrant and perform quarantine spot checks. New Zealand announced last week that suspected covid Infectees, you're an infectee, and their family members will be held inside quarantine camps. I'd call that a FIBA camp against their will for at least 14 days. Wow. Okay, that's just, we really thought Australia and New Zealand might have been clicking along, but you know what, boys and girls? You take their guns away from them, pretty much turn them every, every which way but loose when you want because there's nothing they can do to stop it. They can't stop. They can't say to you, you can't do that. I'm going to defend myself. You know, you can't say that anymore because everybody gets to do what they want to do, whatever. You know, any excuse to riot, Minneapolis descends into chaos. Minneapolis is now descending into chaos 
over the police shooting. I mean, unbelievable this stuff is happening all over the world. Germany now is going to end mandatory tests for travelers, and now they're banning protests in Berlin about the coronavirus lockdowns. Germany's had enough of it. The German people have had enough of it. But yet here we are. Everybody's still thinking, what in the world is going on? You know, it's interesting to me. Tucker Carlson, you know, has dropped a dire warning, basically saying that COVID got hijacked and that we're never going back to the normal America that we had. And guys, you know, that's sad to me because I remember Norman Rockwell's America. I remember what it was like when we actually could leave your doors unlocked at the house. I remember what it was like when you could actually go out in public and not be concerned about getting robbed or women getting raped. But, you know, it just is what it is now because what they've done with their Frankfurt School ideology is they've made this country so liberal that the United States now is turning into Mogadishu with the rioting and all the stuff they're doing. By the way, a new study has come out and said that blood thinners may reduce the severity and the death rates associated with COVID. Now, why would that happen? Why would blood thinners do that? Why would that actually increase the likelihood of survival? Here's why. A lot of people don't realize the blood, let's do a little health thing for a second. Blood needs to have like a viscosity of water. In other words, it doesn't need to be thick like jello. You know, it's just people have thick blood sludge all the time. Why is that? Because they don't drink enough water. They don't take enough vitamin E. They don't get enough omega-3s like from cod liver oil. And their blood gets real thick and their heart has to pump. But it also massively decreases oxygen in the blood and the abilities of the capillaries to separate the blood from the oxygen and bring oxygen into the blood and into the tissues because the blood's too thick, the viscosity's too thick. It's like trying to pump axle grease instead of oil. It just doesn't work very well. And so now they're saying if you put the people on blood thinners, it increases the ability of the body to to move the blood through the veins, increases the oxygen transfer. Well, you can also do that with drinking half your body weight in fluid ounces every every day. So if you weigh 200 pounds, drink 100 ounces of water a day, 10 10-ounce glasses. You can also do that by taking vitamin E, which is a national blood thinner, and, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, cod liver oil, which is a national blood, good blood thinner. That's why I take E and cod every single day. you got to keep your blood flowing. Guys, you don't want blood sludge. It gets real sticky, and it has a tendency to build up in the artery, especially when the veins branch off, and then you start getting these blockages. And when that happens, you know, bypass surgery and stents being put in. You've got to drink more water. And make sure it doesn't have fluoride or chlorine in it. You know, get one of our distillers while we still get them. They're getting harder and harder to get. And just remember something, guys. Your health is your asset. You've got to take care of it, especially as we see these things all transpiring around the country. We're having shortages of everything all over the United States now. I mean, we're getting shipments in truckers now being basically stopped and robbed all over the United States now from these militant left-wing groups who are trying to get slave reparations apparently now from trucking lines and long-distance haulers. So, guys, be careful. Watch yourself. Stay frosty. Stay prepped. Stay ready. I have the opportunity to pray for you guys this morning. I love you. You guys are awesome. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. That's well said. Water and what you put in your body as far as from a drink standpoint is so crucial, and I think a lot of people don't understand or don't value how important it is what you put in your body. I mean, the average person just in general puts anywhere between four to eight gallons of fluid in their body just from drinking water on a regular basis or drinking drinks, so forth, anything. 
And you got to think about your liver, your kidneys, everything has to basically is soaked in that. I mean, that your body makes up you know, 60, 70% of your entire body is water, fluid. And so it's really, really crucial. You're drinking adequate water. You're keeping your blood viscosity thin like that. So like right now, currently, I'm on my fourth day of doing a cleansing fast, the GHI cleanse, and basically some of the living fuel superberry we have. I don't like to do a full fast as far as no food and nothing else, only for the reason that my mental acuity and my blood sugar and my energy and my workouts go through the floor. And you also start hemorrhaging muscle mass really, really fast, especially if you have a fast metabolism like I do. So I like to use basically detoxifying agents like GHI cleanse. And, you know, mixing it with a shake. And if you basically start having blood glucose issues, you cut up an apple, throw it in the shake as well. That gives you a good amount of fiber and a little bit, basically, of natural fruit sugar, not fruit juice. Don't put fruit juice. I'm talking a full apple, obviously, no seeds or core. And so that gives you a little bit more energy. What it does is it allows your body not only just to rest its digestive system, it just, you know, cleanse out, let the body rest, detoxify the liver and the kidneys. It really allows the blood to thin out as well, especially if you've been eating a lot of heavy meats. You know, that's one thing you got to be careful of, especially as you start getting older. If you ever had any issues with cardiac incidences, is eating large amounts of red meat. Red meat will massively bring your urea levels up in your blood and will make your blood thick, like Dad just talked about. It almost makes it like 90 weight motor oil, 90 weight gear oil, when really your blood needs to be like, you know, zero weight motor oil. It needs to be thin, very, very thin. And so when you start having your blood too thick, it starts putting tremendous amount of stress, not only on your entire cardiovascular system and your blood vessels and everything else, your capillaries, but also your liver and your kidneys because it's trying to filter out everything that's in your blood. So it's crucial. And so that, that's just my thing that I've been doing right now. You know, my mental acuity has been decent. You know, it's, I'm not, I don't have quite as much energy because I have like virtually hardly any carbohydrates besides a couple apples and the carbs that are in like the GHI cleanse. But again, this is why we do what we do. And that's why I tell people all the time, you know, there's so many options you can do to get yourself back in shape. And it's crucial right now that everybody do the best they can to keep your health as high as possible because this is not going to stop. Once this this dam is opened up, which is it, pretty clear indication the other night in Wisconsin that this is, this is going to start happening now, that these groups now are going to start coming in and they're going to start rioting and they're going to start bringing firearms, which they've already done in a lot of cities. We've already seen that. But now we're going to start have shooting wars in some of these areas because you're going to start having patriots that are like, we've had enough of this. We're tired of our businesses vandalized, burned, robbed, looted, attacked, assaulted. We're done. We're basically going to start standing up. And these same groups that are being funded literally with endless amounts of money through George Soros and other aspects of these groups, they're going to keep showing up. And they're going to keep doing what they're told to do. And that's basically to create as much civil unrest. And once you start having full-blown civil war, you know, scrimmages in the middle of cities and towns, it's going to start becoming a serious issue for the safety and well-being of everybody in those cities, not just black, but white, Hispanic, Chinese, anybody, Asian, doesn't matter. Your ethnicity is not going to stop anything right now. That's what drives me up the wall when people are pushing this black-white agenda, like, oh, it's only affecting black people. It's only affecting this segment of the population. Guys, the Civil War is bad for every single person. You can ask that in any country that's had these incidents has happened. So be aware of what's going on. And again, try to do the best you can if you're one of these situations to stand your ground, but 
make sure you're also in the settings you need to be in. You know, it's easy for people to go in now and criticize this Kyle guy. Oh, he shot this one guy, blah, blah, blah. You know, he got hit in the head with a skateboard, and basically another guy pulled a gun on him. And, you know, he shouldn't have done this. He shouldn't have done that. Listen, I've been in more fights than I can count when I was younger, both controlled as far as in competitions and also basically in open fights just outside. And I can tell you one thing. Fights never go the way you expect them to go. Normally, you're not planning for a fight. Even in competition fights, you may be prepared for it, but they always have variables that change on a regular basis. When you have those things happening, you have to act in split-second circumstances, literally by the millisecond. But yet, after it happens, every single thing you do is going to be zoomed in and scrutinized in slow-mo for months to come, just like what's happening with Kyle now. Every single aspect of what you've done. And so it's crucial that you do the best you can until those situations arise. So if you know if something happens, that's why I've told people, if you basically are going somewhere, make sure you do the best to stay on your property or your friend's property that's invited you there as far as if you're there for a defensive measure to help security, if you're doing something like that. Do not be out in the middle of the street in neutral ground because at that point, you're no longer on private property. And I'm not saying, you know, if it happens, it happens. But you're much better off when you're on private property because it changes the whole dynamics of defensive measure because no longer now are you just going out and doing something offensive. You're on your private property. That person that assaulted you or is trying to commit great bodily harm is trespassing at the same time. Now, again, I'm not giving you any type of you know law advice. I'm giving you my personal opinion on how I think it's best to handle some of these incidences because, in my opinion, they're not going to stop. So, again, thank you for the continued support. Be sure to check out the website at healthmasters.com if you guys need anything at all. We're here to help you out the best we can, whether it be supplements, whether it be nutritional advice. That's what we're here for. And the joint rebuilding formula, if you guys have seen his basically one product of the week. This product, I have a lot of you know, retired athletes taking it, people that have been in you know, the gym their whole life, really helps to maintain healthy soft tissue and joints, really crease, increases uh, lubrication in the joints. So it's something that I highly recommend for anybody. It also has hyaluronic acid in it, which you guys can do your research on that or read the website. I'm running out of time here if you guys want to see that. So again, your health is one of your most valuable assets right now. I've said it time and time again. You're not going to go into something if you cannot physically do something about it. Meaning, if you want to be cool and you want to try to defend your country and you want to defend your family, but you can't walk up a flight of stairs without gasping for air because you're so exerted, you're so out of shape, I promise you when the time comes, you're not going to be able to do anything. This is why it's crucial that people exercise right now. People get outside and walk if you have to, if you can't find anything else. I mean, do push-ups, sit-ups, and do a pull-up bar in your house and go walking outside. I mean, those basic exercises, if you can physically do so safely, can make wonders as far as with your body and your growth and your, your body composition, your energy, your stamina, and so forth, and just taking something as basic as the ultimate multiple capsules or powder. That's one product that I always encourage a lot of people to start on. I get emails all the time. What should we do for a base? Ultimate multiple. Same thing if you're pregnant right now and you're building a new child. The ultimate prenatals, that's the best thing to start on. And constantly keep your D3 levels checked through blood checks when you're pregnant. I can't stress that any further. Make sure you're taking enough D3 10,000 K2 to keep your blood levels at a healthy level throughout the entire pregnancy because D3 is crucial for brain development and overall development 
and immune system development in young children. These are all things that we can do on a regular basis and continue to speak the truth. Continue to stand your ground. If you don't feel like you should be wearing a mask because you don't feel like they do anything because it's all been a complete and total fabricated hoax, stand your ground on it. I'm not telling you to do that. I'm telling you, you need to make your own decision. That's my preference on it. Nobody has the right to tell you to cause bodily harm to yourself, and they've already shown wearing a mask long-term decreases oxygen levels in the body. Decreased oxygen increases cancer rates in the body, along with a host of other health issues. So if you don't feel like you should be forced to compromise your own body and your immune system, you don't have to do so. Always remember that. That's why I've told everybody, you walk in the store, you walk in a restaurant, they tell you to wear a mask, and no thank you. They push us out of a medical condition. Please do not discuss this any further with me. That's the end of it. And they cannot legally ask you what your health condition is. These are the little loopholes we have to start exploring on a grand scale to stand our ground for what's really going on. Thank you guys again for the continued support. Get this information out there. Spread the truth. Spread the word. Continue to wake as many people up as possible. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.